Winchmore Hill Club has hosted Football First, a community scheme for youth footballers since 2000. Andy Russell manages this programme and coaches both young and college-aged footballers. It's absolutely vital for any youth player that may be um, developing into an elite performer to, to really focus on all, all the important aspects of maintaining a fit and healthy lifestyle. I think fitness is very, very important for the modern performer because the, the games have, have quickened up. To prepare children for this quicker game, Andy and his team have dropped the old-fashioned static stretching technique in favour of a programme called Dynamic Flex Warm-Up. This is all about dynamic stretching and loosening up the muscles. The warm-up replicates movements that occur whilst playing football and minimises the risk of injury later on. Um, we, we do things like stretching our legs from, from the centre of our bodies to the side or pretending to ice skate sideways or forward and we also flick our heels. We've introduced them to foot skills like the ladders work. We do different methods on that as well, not just ladders. We can use markers as well for that kind of thing. It helps you build up your quick feet and quick arms and it helps you get up some speed in your matches. The ladders work really well, developing the foot movements, foot patterns, um, trying to get the whole body movements correct, um, giving them the opportunity to try and run correctly. Not too much in, the, in a session, just what's right for children, keeping it fun. Although speed, agility, endurance, power and strength are all applied to youth and elite training, it's how these components are implemented that separates the two levels. The main focus with young children that we put an emphasis on is um, more body movements, agility, um, yeah, speed, quickness. As they start moving into their 20s, the focus changes to a footballer's level of fitness, stamina, endurance and strength. With regards to the endurance um, building, um, the in interval running is a, is a good way of developing that. That's um, allowing the performer to work in shorter bursts as opposed to the more traditional way of let's go out for a four mile run. Andy is well versed in adapting coaching to suit all abilities. You would have seen that we've got 3v3 football matches going on as opposed to 6v6. At a low level ability, it's better to have smaller numbers in your team because obviously you're going to get more touches of the ball. Although the level of fitness training differs between an elite and a youth performer, the nutritional advice they both receive is very similar. Carbohydrates are at the top of the nutritional list. Yeah, I mean, I tried to give them something that had quite a lot of carbohydrate in it, a bit of roughage, um, some fruit if possible, something like a banana. And, um, and certainly the older one is much more aware of five a day and all that kind of thing. And he will gladly eat kind of a whole array of fruits. A um, bit more of a struggle with the seven-year-old. Well done. Andy and his team also encourage the children to rehydrate regularly. Instilling this habit now helps children to develop a routine in the future. Very important they take the right fluids, not fizzy drinks. Um, when we're running our football camps, we always insist on, actually we insist on water, because that is the best thing for them when they're involved in the football activity. There are obviously a lot of energy drinks now that have got some flavour attached to them. With so many energy drinks on offer, it's the percentage of carbohydrate that differentiates one from the other. A hypotonic drink contains less than 4%,
an isotonic drink has 4 to 8% and a hypertonic drink has more than 8%. A high percentage of carbohydrate can limit fluid absorption, so isotonic drinks best provide both rehydration and energy. When coaching children in football, it is imperative that health, safety and welfare standards are met. One solution is to make sure that each youth player signs a register before they begin their training. The importance of every child being registered is that they're covered with our liability insurers. Once they're on our register, God forbid there's an accident, then they're covered with our liability insurance. If they're not, then I'm afraid they're not covered. Another requirement is making sure that all coaches are qualified and know how to work with children. They understand how to do warm-ups and exercises, as well as educating the children in how to play safely. My uh, first qualifications was with the uh, London FA, um, uh, level one. Um, we I started there about nearly two years ago now, and uh, now I'm on uh, level two. We have to follow the FA uh, code of conduct. Uh, we've got to make sure that each coach attends the level one courses. And when you attend the level one courses, part of that, you have to do a three hour course with the child protection. Put this, put this. Coaches in community football play an important role, but they're not always paid. So volunteers are needed, but they can be tricky to find. When it comes to these guys doing the work voluntary, you have to get your CRB checked. You know, and you have to go down to the police station, you have to pay your a fee towards um, getting yourself checked. So, yeah, th there is a lot of um, paperwork involved, and uh, a lot of them, because they are young and they're still students, they avoid that. You know, they, they just haven't got the time to do that. Off you go! My dream is to become the world's best footballer. It's very important for me to be fit and healthy. Why? Well, I don't want to be fat, because otherwise I won't be able to play football and I won't be able to fulfill, fulfill my dreams. So far, at a very young age, um, whether they're going to make it to the top, uh, we wait and see. <laughs>